खिलाफत के अमी हम हैं अमानत हम संभालेंगे जो नेमत छिन वी बिलीव इन इक्वेलिटी ऑफ ह्यूमन बीइंग्स इन द रूल ऑफ लॉ एंड वी आर अगेंस्ट ऑल टाइप्स ऑफ ऑपरेशन वेलकम टू द एमकेए यूएसए वाइब रन बाय मजलिस कुदामल अहमदिया यूएसए America's oldest and largest Muslim male youth organization. We're here to share a weekly recap of the latest in Friday sermons, speeches, lessons from our respected imams and wisdom from different sources. Khalifa ke labon se jo gulo jo har bikharte hain اشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم respected naib amir sahab distinguished guests of promised messiah alayhi salatu wasalam brothers and sisters assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh peace and blessings of allah be on you peace and security these have always been among the highest values of humanity among the most fundamental human needs now peace is an absence of war dissension or conflict peace however is also seen as harmony and tranquility it is viewed as peace of mind or serenity a state of justice or goodness it is my distinct honor that i have the opportunity today to discuss the very important and pertinent topic a simple lifestyle a life of peace and security a way of peace to security peace and security you see the individuals and family units they are the bricks and building blocks that shape the whole communities they define the nature durability and indeed the desirability of the whole society now we live in the time and age of simply mind boggling advancements in science and technology in an age in which we have in the palms of our hands in the shape of the latest and greatest cell phones and tablets and other devices keys to what may have sounded like a magic kingdom in a fantasy world less than maybe 20 30 years ago an age in which we have refrigerators that are connected to internet that can place the order for groceries when they need to be replenished groceries that can be delivered to our homes for which the payments can be automatically deducted from our bank accounts so that we are not inconvenienced by mundane tasks such as buying grocery and feeding ourselves and making payments for that an age in which we have 
access to unlimited um, resources to knowledge in which we have the ability to talk to and to see our loved ones maybe halfway across the world without getting up from our plush recliners that can give us massage without getting up. New products and consumer goods are being invented and introduced all the time for the kinds of comforts and luxury that the world has never seen before. Yet, my brothers and sisters, it is astonishing that in this magic kingdom, in this richest country in the world, the most affluent society, there is generally a sense of chaos, anxiety, and dissatisfaction in both the haves and have-nots. Those who have keys to this, this magic kingdom, they are running around desperately trying to find more keys, more money, more credit cards, screens with more bigger screens and more pixels, the more expensive cars, and the list goes on and on and on. And those who do not have those keys, they are digging furiously trying to find these resources, no matter the cost. The whole society seems to be suffering from an epidemic of unhappiness. It is rather hard to find those who are truly happy and content with their circumstances. A, a number of studies have been done that, that show that ever since 1930s, people in America have reported feeling increasingly anxious and stressed and depressed. Now, one of the researchers who has done a lot of work in this area, her name is Dr. Jean Twang, who's a social psychologist who has summarized her extensive research work spanning over many years in a couple of simple sentences. She says, and I quote, I think the research tells us that modern life is not good for mental health. There is clear evidence that focus on money, fame, and image has gone up. And there is also clear evidence that people who focus on money, fame, and image are more likely to be depressed and anxious. Brothers and sisters, when you have feeling of depression and anxiety um, and, and you know, being a des desperate all the time, how can a peaceful and secure life even be possible? Now, these are not views of a religious leader or a preacher, but rather of a professional scientist who is trying to form an opinion based on, on the state of affairs, based on her research and surveys and empirical evidence that, that is being gathered um, in, 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 on, on these matters. And she has obviously, you know, as I mentioned, that invested many years of her time and resources in this research. She's authored six books and have written over 130 scientific articles. Now, she may be shocked if she were to learn that 
the Lord of this universe, our Lord and Creator, had identified the exact disease and had prescribed the exact remedy over 1,400 years ago in few mighty yet simple verses of the Holy Quran. In chapter 102 of Holy Quran, Allah Ta'ala says, Al-Hakam al-Takasar, Hatta Zurtum al-Makabar, Kalla Sofa Talamuna, Summa Kalla Sofa Talamun, Kallalo Talamuna, Ilmul Yakin, Latarun al-Jahim. Translation, mutual rivalry in seeking increase in worldly possessions diverse you from God till you reach the graves. Nay, you will soon come to know the truth. Nay, again, you will soon come to know. Nay, if you only knew with certain knowledge, you will surely see hell in this very life. What a clear message. Now, these verses make it very clear that man's desire to outstrip others in the wealth, position, and perhaps prestige lie at the very root of all human troubles. If common sense and knowledge that Allah Almighty has blessed us with is used, man can realize that pursuit of materialism leads to commencement of a hellish life in this very world. These verses are certainly clear warning that unrestrained pursuit of economic growth is bound to bring, and in fact, in our time, has brought frustration, unhappiness, and confusion. Spending vast amounts of money, whether you have that money, you actually own it, or it's a borrowed money through credit cards or perhaps home equity loans, has not bought the happiness or security or peace of mind, but has instead brought all types of anxieties and troubles and depression. A few questions that naturally arise. Questions like whether this means that we're doomed to this kind of a fate? Does that mean that we should not strive to secure economic security and comfortable life and success in this life? Should we not seek to take advantage of the new technologies and new products if those products, instead of bringing peace and comfort, bring anxiety and stress to us? Mr. Chairman and my brothers and sisters, these questions are real. And these questions are tough. We are fortunate, though, that we are the followers of a religion that is a complete and comprehensive code of life. And it's just not about the prayer rituals and ceremonies. The beauty of Islam is that instead of leaving its followers to resolve these kind of tricky questions on their own, the ever-merciful Lord and our Creator has provided a solution to these problems as well. Just as if we have been given compass so that we may never 
lose our sense of direction, our sense of orientation, and can always find the right path. Allah Ta'ala has said, Innal insana lafi khusr, illa lazina amanu wa amalu salihate, wa tawaso bil haqqe wa tawaso bil sab. Translation, surely man is in a state of loss, except those who believe and do good works and exhort one another to accept truth and exhort one another to be steadfast. You see, Allah Ta'ala has not associated the state of loss with being poor or being rich, but rather it is our actions and practices that define our destiny and whether we can have a life of peace and security or whether we can retrade the peace of mind for a state of loss. Islam does not prohibit wealth or success in this life. However, there is a great deal of em emphasis as to how we should behave and, and lead our life. Wealth does not necessarily prevents anyone from adopting a simple lifestyle. Let me remind everyone that we've been asked, we've been commanded to pray in every single salat. O Lord, grant us good in this world as well as good in the world to come and protect us from the torment of fire. Chapter 2, verse 202. What a comprehensive and beautiful prayer. We've been asked to pray for the good and success in this life before we pray for the good and success in the life to come. If our desires and our efforts and our aspirations are not restrained to just good of this life, but rather in the life to come as well, we will be saved from the fire, and we will, inshallah, have a peaceful and secure life in both the worlds. Wealth is one of Allah Ta'ala's blessing, but the love of wealth is not. And my brothers and sisters, this is a very important distinction that we must always keep in mind. Again, wealth is one of Allah Ta'ala's blessing, but love of wealth is not. Hazrat Promised Messiah has explained this concept very beautifully as is noted in our teachings. Hazur says, and I quote, I do not wish to stop you from striving for worldly good, but you should not follow the ways of those who think this present world is all and all in all. Oftentimes, a trial from God takes the form that whoever forsakes him, giving himself up to the carnal pleasure, setting his mind wholly on material wealth, the doors of worldly advancements are opened upon him. Though from a religious and spiritual point of view, he is altogether destitute and naked. He dies at last, engrossed in this world, to be thrown into an eternal hell. The Holy Quran, my brothers and sisters, also tell, tell us how to hinder ourselves and those of us 
who've been blessed with wealth, how, we, how that wealth should be used. In chapter 17, verses 27 and 28, Allah Ta'ala commands us and says, وَآتِ ذَلْقُرْبَى حَقَّهُ وَالْمِسْكِينَ وَابْنِ سَبِيلِ وَلَا تَبَزِّرْ تَبْزِيرًا إِنَّ الْمُبَزِّرِينَ كَانُوا إِخْوَانَ الشَّيَاطِينَ وَقَانَ الشَّيْطَانُ لِرَبِّهِ كَفُورًا Translation, and give thou to the kinsman his due, and to the poor, and the wayfarer, and squander not thy wealth extravagantly. Verily, the extravagants are the brothers of Satan's, and Satan is ungrateful to his Lord. It is clear from these verses that anyone who's been blessed with the wealth and does not make the right use of those, that, that wealth is in fact showing ingratitude to Allah Almighty and is shying away from the responsibilities that have been placed when that blessing has been bestowed upon um, that person. And, and those who neglect that responsibility are in fact being called brothers of Satan. So, so the, what's the best way in discharging these responsibilities? Allah Ta'ala has answered that question for us too. And that is answered in Surah Al-Furqan. In that Surah, the Holy Quran is outlining the characteristics of Ibadur Rahman, the true servants of Allah Almighty. One of the characteristics that is being discussed in that surah, that is discussed in that surah, um, is, وَاللَّذِينَ إِذَا أَنفَكُوا لَمْ يُسْرِفُوا وَلَمْ يَكْتُرُوا وَكَانَ بَيْنَ ذَلِكَ قَوَامًا And those who, when they spend, are neither extravagant nor niggardly, but moderate between the two. Now, my brothers and sisters, it is important to know the Quranic commandments about these matters. But it is also very critical that we acknowledge that this requires constant vigil, constant reminders for us to avoid getting sucked into the trap of worldly desires. Because it is the human nature that the glittering objects of such desires, they draw us towards them. As we note in verse 15 of Surah Al-Imran, Allah Ta'ala says, and the translation is, beautified for men is the love of desired things, women and children, and stored up heaps of gold and silver, and pastured horses and cattle and crops. That is the provision of the present life, but it is Allah with whom is an excellent home. We should be under no illusion whatsoever that being Ahmadis, we are somehow immune to the ill effects of this very materialistic society all around us. We are not immune. And we must be vigilant about that. In, Jan in um, uh, January 2015, Hazrat Khalifatul Masih Aziz wrote in reference to American Ahmadis, Hazur says, and I quote, people living in America are chasing money with such obsession that they are forgetting their Islamic values. 
may Allah give them wisdom, unquote. So our beloved Imam has warned us that some of us are beginning to go down that wrong path. Therefore, we must not let our guard down so that we, may not, we do not become part of those who are going down that wrong path and can save ourselves from the affliction of materialism and the consequences of those. In uh, Sahih Bukhari, it is reported that Hazrat Anas bin Malik anhu, reported that Messenger of Allah وسلم, said that if son of Adam had a valley full of gold, he would want to have two valleys. Nothing fills his mouth but the dust of the grave. Yet Allah will accept whoever repents to him." Unquote. Now this is obviously a very stern warning regarding the common human weakness. So the natural question then arises, do all men fall victim to this human weakness and want more, more and more and more money till their mouths are filled with the dust of grave? Well, the answer is clearly not. It is reported in, in Hadith book Tirmidhi that Abu Amama reported that Rasulullah said, my God gave me the chance to have the whole valley of Mecca filled with gold. I said, oh my Lord, I am happy to eat one day and remain hungry the next. When I am hungry, I can supplicate to you and busy myself in your remembrance. And when I'm full, I can praise you and be grateful to you. Now, lives of our beloved Lord and Master, Holy Prophet وسلم, members of his household, his companions, life of Hazrat Masih his companions and Khalifa, are like beacons of light that give us, that guide us on the path that can help all of us, every one of us, enjoy peace and security by adopting simple lifestyle. Through their actions, they have taught us that the Islamic teachings of simplicity and moderation, they're not just mere, merely theoretical concepts, but rather they indeed represent the kind of lifestyle choices that allow a life of serenity and peace and security simultaneously with being successful in life. Not even the worst enemies of uh, our Holy Prophet وسلم, can accuse him of someone who led the life of comfort or lavish or luxury. We all know that he grew up as an orphan, was looked after by his grandfather and then his, then his uncle. Now a cynical person might say that, well, it must have been easy to live a life in austerity if he did not have any wealth to begin with. Well, he did not have any wealth when he married Hazrat Khadija who was indeed a very wealthy woman. If he wanted to, at that time, he could have chosen a life of comfort and luxury. What did he do instead? He gave away all that money in the, in the way of Allah, Allah Almighty. After he had to escape Mecca, 
and migrate to Medina and became the head of that city-state. And then under his leadership, Muslims won major defensive wars and eventually conquered uh, Mecca as well. If Rasulullah wanted to, he could have arranged for all types of comforts and luxury for him. However, throughout his life, his habits remained simple. His food was simple. His clothes were simple. His home was simple. The furnishing in his home, they were simple. If he wanted to, he could have arranged for any number of servants to help his household. What choice did he make? He instead chose to help his wives himself throughout his life. Hazrat Amr bin Haris, one of the brothers of Hazrat Javeriah, who was one of Rasulullah's wife, narrates that the Holy Prophet did not leave a single dirham, dinar, slave, or slave woman behind at the time of his death. We also read that once Hazrat Umar came to visit Rasulullah, who was lying on a spread of palm leaves. When Rasulullah sat up, there were visible marks that those leaves left on his bare back. Seeing this, Hazrat Umar really became overwhelmed with that sight and said, Ya Rasulullah, the kings have luxurious cushions and decorated comfortable beds. Why should you not have comfortable living? The answer, my brothers and sisters, that Rasulullah gave should be the guiding light for each one of us for the lifestyle choices. Rasulullah said, no, Umar, I am like a traveler in the desert who lies down briefly to rest under a tree. He gets up soon and starts off on his journey. Rasulullah's practice of simplicity was to remind us that this life is temporary. And when it ends, we all need to leave everything behind and start a new journey. Now, my brothers and sisters, it is a known fact that the financial and economic factors are among the most impactful factors on the quality of family life. Materialism afflicts families whether those families are rich or poor from a pure financial perspective. Pressure from spouse, other family members to have more and more things, the bigger homes and the newer cars and, and so on and so forth, can have a devastating effect on the lifestyle choices that are made as chasing more and more money is as if you are fanning a smoldering fire. Such lifestyle choices are not going to lead a life of peace and security. We again, in this scenario, in the family life, we again look at the scenario uh, and the life of our uh, Holy Prophet wasallam, and, and note in verses 29 and 30 of chapter 33, Allah Almighty addresses the Holy Prophet wasallam and says, translation, O Prophet, say to thy wives, if you desire the life of this world and its adornment, come then, I will provide for you and send you away in a handsome manner. But if you desire Allah and his messenger and the home of hereafter, then truly Allah has prepared for, for those who do good a great reward. 
a very straightforward point. We all know that what choice those pious, pious ladies, the Ummah Hafil Mu'mineen, the mothers of all faithful made, they all chose the ultimate reward of uh, the life hereafter. Our ultimate goals, brothers and sisters, should be to become the true servants of Allah Almighty and strive to find the nearness to our, our Lord. The formula of that is not all that difficult. And a famous Sufi poet, Bulle Shah, has captured that very beautifully in a simple couplet. He says, Rab de tere andar vasta, which Quran ishare? Rab de tere andar vasta, which Quran ishare? Bulle Shah, Rab onu milsi, jeda apne nafs numare. Translation? The Holy Quran, translation is the Holy Quran gives us the clues that God lives within us. However, only those who kill their egos and worldly desires can really find him. The most devoted servant of Holy Prophet who has been sent as the Imam of this age and his Khulafah and his companions, they also um, you know, followed the teachings of Rasulullah and showed us that those choices can be made in today's world as well. I'll just narrate one very brief incident, given that I'm running out of time. Hazrat Maulvi Abdul Kaleem Sahab of Sialkot, Razi Allah Ta'ala and Ho, he came to do the bath in 1889 and then left everything behind and moved to Qadian. And when he moved to Qadian, Hazrat Maseem in fact gave him a room in his own house to live, which gave the Hazrat Maulvi Sahab the perfect opportunity to observe Hazrat Maseem from very close quarters. He narrates this one incident and uh, that once uh, Hazrat Maulvi Abdul Karim Saab was uh, sitting with Hazrat Maseem in a room and was sit Maulvi Saab was sitting on a couch and he fell asleep and when he fell asleep, Hazrat Maseem was pacing up and down in the room. Later on, when he got up, he saw that Hazrat Maseem was actually lying on the floor. Seeing this, he hurriedly got up Hazrat Masimah asked him, why did you, why did you get up? Maulvi Sahib said, O Holiness, how can I continue to sleep while you are lying on the floor? Hazrat Masimah smiled a little and said, well, I was keeping a watch over you because children were making noise, and I wanted to make sure that they do not disturb your sleep. We know and, and read in many examples that Hazrat Masimah is known to take care of those who visited him by serving them food, carrying their luggage, sometimes making their beds himself without any regard to his own high status. My uh, respected chairman, as I bring it to, to close, just last couple of points I would like to make, that if we want to have a life of peace and security, we must remember individually as well as family the insightful comments of Hazrat Khalifatul Masih al-Khamas Ayyadullah Ta'ala bin Nisr al-Aziz that he made in his Friday sermon of March 6, 2015. Hazur Ayyadullah Ta'ala bin Nisr al-Aziz says, and I quote, if families that ruin their home lives over small trivial matters reflected on the commandments of God and also practiced them, not only would they be guarantors of peaceful family life, they will also be adoring the future of their children. Families that are ruining their homes over trivial worldly matters should reflect and ponder 
over this. Your next generation does not only belong to you. It is also an asset of the Jamaat and the nation. It is the responsibility of parents to show their children the right way. And this can only be possible when parents follow the commandments of God and his messenger, unquote. All fathers and mothers in this event, and all future fathers and mothers who are listening into this jalsa, we must all remember that we are not only responsible for our own action and the, the lifestyle choices that we need to make, but we are also accountable, as Azur said, for the training of the next generation, the soldiers of peace. Those soldiers of peace need to win the hearts and minds of society at large. How can they complete their tasks if their own lives do not have the security and peace? If they are in a ring of fire, just like everybody else, that is eating away from the inside, just like termite eats the wood and it rots away. Our homes need to be and are the academies of such soldiers of peace. So we need to become the perfect role models for them. I will end, end by conveying a message to you from the Imam of this age that he very eloquently captured in few beautiful couplets in which he has given a heartfelt advice to the whole world that shows the path that leads to simple life and simple lifestyle choices, a way to peace and security. Hazur says, Ay logo, aish dunia ko hargiz wafa nahi. Ay logo, aish dunia ko hargiz wafa nahi. Kya tumko khofe marg aur khayale fana nahi. Dundo wo ra jisse dil aur sina paak ho. Nafse duni khuda ki ataat mein haak ho. Is besabad ghar ki mohabbat ko chhod do. اس بے سبات گھر کی محبت کو چھوڑ دو اس یار کے لیے راہ عشرت کو چھوڑ دو ٹرانسلیشن او پیپل ورلی لائف از نیور فیت فل ڈونٹ یو ہیو دا فیئر آف ڈیتھ اینڈ دا تھاٹ آف ڈیمائز فائنڈ دا وے ٹو کلینز دا ہارٹ اینڈ بریسٹ اینڈ ٹو کل دا بیسر سیلف ان دی اوبیڈینس آف گاڈ پرے گیو اپ دا لو آف دس میک شفٹ اے بورڈ فار بلوڈ سیک پرے Give up the life of ease. May Allah enable us to stay laser focused on achieving nearness to our Lord and give up the love of wealth so that we and our next generation can position ourselves to adopt simplicity, a life of peace and security. You've been listening to the MKA Vibe by Majlis Qudam al-Ahmadiyya USA, America's oldest and largest Muslim male youth organization. Subscribe to get more of our weekly recap of the latest in Friday sermons, speeches, lessons from our respected imams and wisdom from different sources. Tweet us your ideas and thoughts at Muslim Youth USA. سنبھالیں گے